back to send them off. This is our penultimate season preview. Al, we need we need you there. Can you good believe, words. Can you good believe word. this is number nineteen? Number the thing, nineteen. The thing is, like, this has taken us to well. Go on, do your thing quickly, and then I'll talk. You got to do it. Oh well, you've heard them already. But I'm Sam, and joining me as always is my ever-present podcasting partner, Alex. I, I can't, I can't unless you say that. But yeah, I no, can't. look, we we've recorded these for the last two weeks. They're going out day by day, and it just it feels like a lifetime ago we started it with does, City, doesn't it? it? Honestly, feels like a lifetime I feel ago. Like it was about a month and a half since we spoke to uh from, to I David f- from Blue Moon. I feel like I've been in the jungle, honestly. Yeah, yeah, literally. But there we and are. So much has changed as well. Like we spoke with my man City, and within a week's uh space, they've got. Jack Grealish, Harry Kane wants to go there now. Well, we all knew that, and potentially now Lionel Messi might be going there because he's uh, he's and a free agent and that's all leaving Barcelona. But uh, we're not talking about Barcelona. We're not talking today. about that today, are we? We are talking about a team who play better football than Barcelona in my eyes. Last season, anyway, they did. I loved watching them. Became a bit of my my second team. Another, another, another one who's second that. team. I literally yeah. said that on every it's episode. Totally. They really have. I <laughs> I have absolutely loved watching Leeds recently, and uh, joining us is Leeds fan. And from LS11 Podcast. Lewis, how are you doing? Thank you for joining us. Hey, boys. I'm good, thank you. Very, very much looking forward to this little preview. Yeah, Love yeah it. Be, be good. Glad to have you on there. Yeah, we were discussing before, actually, before you came on, how I said last year that I think... I, I got laughed at, I got ridiculed. Because before the, before the season started, I said, Leeds top six. And everybody laughed at me. But I think you were only about eight to ten points off the top six, right? Which, for me... I was I was very very happy with that prediction. Um, finished ninth in the end, I think, didn't you? Yeah, we finished ninth, and we had a strong finish as well. There was at the sort of early stage of the season, there was a lot of crazy results involving Leeds. Um, the four three loss against Liverpool, the first game of the season, we lost six two to Man United at Old Trafford. Uh, we beat Fulham 4-3 in our second game. It was just, it calmed down towards the end of the season. We started to sort of learn from our mistakes a little bit defensively and no, realised that although it is entertaining to be gung-ho and playing the Bielsa ball, as we call it, uh, you can't do it for every game. Uh, we, we sort of got found out a little bit in the end. Yeah. Um, I suppose my second question leading on from that, impressive season last year. Uh, last time we saw a newly promoted side do that, um, obviously, the season after Sheffield United got um, pummeled, for want of a better word. Um, uh, they tore a new one, didn't they? Yeah, I suppose what I'm asking you is second season syndrome. Are you concerned? We, LS11, did um, our midweek podcast uh, earlier on this evening and we were talking about that. And we're actually hearing that phrase a little bit. We've not had the best preseason results wise so far. Um, and yeah, a few fans are saying, second season syndrome I mean I'm going to get sick of it personally um I I don't think you can really label that certainly not in pre-season um but time will tell I mean I guess a lot of fans are going to be saying that until we reach 40 points for me ninth probably exceeded expectations to even the most optimistic Leeds fan um I'd be happy with 13th 14th this year we need to um, again, build onto next season and stay in the division is it's really important. You look at Sheffield United's squad uh, when they went down. There was no real excuse having the, off the back of the season they had. They spent money. I mean, what they spent twenty four million on Rian Brewster. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy barely played. Um, I'd like to think we have enough quality for that to not be a narrative at all this season. 
Um, so it would be good playing Manchester United early early doors in our first game at Old Trafford to maybe set the tone with a, with even a point really from that game and maybe even a win, which is not completely unlikely. Um, bearing in mind, we beat Man City uh, last season. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd like to nip that sort of narrative in the bud early if we can, ideally. Yeah, I'm I was going to say, before you came on, me and Sam were chatting and Sam wasn't sure about the, pre- the um, second season syndrome. And I was saying that I, I don't think personally you're suffering. And the reason that I think that is because that the way Leeds play football and the way, because mm. we've said it all season, we had one of our best mates on actually as our first guest and on a, you know, a segment we do. And we asked him what, our, what his guilty pleasure is. And because, you know, in the championship, Leeds were one of them teams, you know, everybody was a bit sort of iffy about, he said Leeds and he said the reason was, was because the way they play football and the way they go at teams and the way they, they, they'll never sort of lie down. It doesn't matter how many goals down you were. Uh, you'll go out and you'll still try and, you know, nab one, nab two and see how far you go. So I don't think you will suffer because of the mentality of the team. I don't think the second 100%, yeah. And it wasn't, I mean, I didn't even think about that really. I mean, we are polar opposites to Sheffield United in terms of the, the, the football philosophy. I think Chris Wilder was there an awful long time. I think things went a bit stale. I don't think Bielsa is the sort of coach where he'd let things go stale. He's not... He's, he's adaptable. He's all about developing players. He's all about having youngsters fit enough to run for 90 minutes plus nonstop. His philosophy is entirely different. So, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you can't say we're the same side. I don't think you can say Leeds are going to do a Sheffield United. Leeds will do a Leeds if they're going to do a Leeds, uh, which is... <laughs> it's even worse, uh, is it? <laughs> yeah, do, doing a Leeds um, is... Uh, like a, a classic phrase that we'll say, and it will be things like when we're in the championship. Oh, so we've got QPR. We, you know, we're in the hunt for promotion. This is going to be the season. Uh, we've got Steve McLaren's QPR at Loftus Road. They've not won in seven games. So doing a Leeds is going to there and losing one nil again. It's funny you say that because like doing a I was going to say what you, he's, all he's done is me mis- mispronouncing. He said that's yeah. doing a Swansea, but they yeah. say oh, oh, with the Swans, it's don't worry, we got Swansea next week. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many we've lost, and we'll play them at home. Yeah, and then that road, we lose at home. Yeah. Uh, really, always. Um, I suppose interestingly though, going back to Sheffield United, you said their squad. There's no excuses for it. I'm looking at your squad now, and I think your squad is far, far better than that Sheffield United squad last season for me, man for man. I think you've got a lot more quality there in players like Rafinha, Bamford. Rodrigo even fairly impressed me a little bit last year. It wasn't brilliant, but you know he did, he did a job, didn't he? Um, Junior Firpo as well is apparently a superb player you've brought in. Um, so I think things are looking up. Um, I don't expect you to go down. I, I, I don't necessarily expect you to finish ninth again. But like you said, I think it was overachieving. Um, yeah. I mean, I you never know. Interesting. You got you got beaten by Ajax yesterday, didn't you? Was it was it yesterday the day before? It was 4-0. We, well, we fielded two sort of semi... Well, the, the second game was definitely a first team squad. The others was a mix of under 23s. And we, we, we lost comfortably both games to Ajax yesterday. Um, comfortably yeah like, like a... I mean <laughs> we were humbled but I actually you know they're a they're a, they're a decent side a couple of seasons ago yeah. you know they were one minute away from a Champions League final you know yeah, sure. last season Europa League quarterfinalists um you know winning the league they're they're a good side and I don't I am a dramatic Leeds fan as as we all are but 
I don't get dramatic in preseason. It's all about minutes and getting players fit. Um, yeah, and I agree with what you say about your man for man. Junior Furpo injured already. Um, hopefully, it's not serious. Is he but, really? Oh, yeah, wow. but we're 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 excited about him. Um, Rodrigo is a classic nine playing in midfield, and it doesn't suit him. I mean, many will disagree, but he's a nine for me. Um, that's he's a he's a clinical finisher. He's a good striker, and Bielsa's trying to get him playing in the ten role, which personally I don't think suits him as well. But then again, Bamford's one of the first players on the team sheet for us. Um, so we, we, we probably, unless he's injured, we won't see Rodrigo playing in his best position. Yeah. Um, um, I suppose the, the question I wanted to ask, I didn't watch the game um, uh, against Ajax, but um, did Calvin Phillips play? Yes, he did. But he played in the earlier game. He didn't play in like the main first team game, um, mostly because I, I he, he's only been with the squad about 10 days because obviously he was in um, the England squad and then he had his holiday. Um, so there's potential for him not even making the first game. Um, I hope not um, because he is um, brilliant and yeah, he's quality. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad everybody has now been able to see what he's capable of. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure you boys would, I if you're pure football fans, I don't know if you wanted England to do well in the Euros or not as, <laughs> as Welsh lads, but no comment. But yeah. there you go. But, but as a, as a football fan, I'm sure you can appreciate he, what he does now, you know, and it's not a glamorous position where he plays, but the guy's everywhere. Um, and he is an absolute nightmare to play against. Um, and Bielsa has made that of him. You know, there was, Years gone by where Phillips was, you know, not even on the bench for, for Leeds. So it's, it's a proper love story, local lad. And he is, you know, he is, he's absolutely brilliant. And I think much like what Villa have experienced today, there will be a time where he goes for big money to another club and he won't be able to turn it down. Hopefully that's not for a couple of seasons, but, you know, let's see. Who knows? I, yeah. I have a feeling he's in for a big season this year. I, I think um, so too. After seeing him at the, like, you know, like you said, he, he wasn't starting. You know, there was a time when he wasn't starting for Leeds. He goes in that England team and him and Declan Rice just tore up and they, they, they were they were in charge. Doesn't matter what game it be. And whether we wanted England to win or not, you, you can't not appreciate that. No, you, really, you really can't. Mm-hmm. I think um, one thing I'm really, really interested about this year is seeing how Patrick Bamford does. Because uh, we mentioned, I know you said you're going to get sick of it, but second syndrome, se- uh, second season syndrome. Even forget the team. I'm interested in Bamford. Um, yeah. 17 goals last year, which for that return for like a newly promoted striker, unbelievable. Yeah, um, and I, he came into he came into the league, and I was a bit like, you know, Bamford. We'll see. He was all right at the championship, wasn't he? He was all right. Um, I thought technically wasn't brilliant, but last season completely changed my mind. Um, he was outstanding. Was straight in my fantasy team after about week four. <laughs> yeah, same. Ali once again put him in a bit too late and didn't benefit. But that's the story <laughs> of my life with fantasy. So, well, I mean, by all accounts, um, if VAR wasn't so ridiculous, he'd have probably had 19, 20 goals, mm. which is obviously a completely different milestone. He does miss a lot of chances, Bamford. He did silence his critics, scoring as many goals as he did. Um, can he do it with? the whole of Old Trafford on his back, the whole of Anfield on his back. Um, fans is a very, very different scenario um, this season, fans being back. I think as well, because it was such a weird Premier League season, 
Um, Leeds fans notoriously can get on the players' backs and it can be a very toxic place at Ellen Road if things aren't going our way. It'll be interesting to see how he deals with that. But I think Leeds finish. Leeds finish mid-table if Bamford scores the same goals again. Um, you know, but yeah, he does still miss a lot of chances. And there are a lot of people, like I said before, calling for Rodrigo to start at nine because he finishes his chances a lot better. The one time he did, he took Bamford off on 60 minutes against Burnley. We won 4-0 and Rodrigo scored two goals in about 10 minutes of coming on. Um, I know it's only Burnley, but, you know, traditionally they are, <laughs> they are a fairly hard team to break down normally. Um, but not, not on that occasion. So, yeah, I mean, Bamford, Bamford is another one to watch. But, you know, mentally having fans and full, full stadiums again is, is, is a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, but I, yeah. I suppose it's what you just said, though, about like players like Rodrigo. It's not necessarily the end of the world if Bamford doesn't get 17 again this season mm. because we spoke to Burnley last night. We spoke to a Burnley fan and we highlighted Chris Wood for them. I think he had 12 goals last season and they... Yeah, the, the team third. Three. Yeah. Um, whereas like Bamford scored 17, you as a team, he scored 62. So the goals are coming from everywhere. Um, I know he scored like the, the most, he's a top scorer, but... Personally, I wouldn't worry if if he hits like ten or twelve. Well, even like you said earlier, to... you've got even even if it's not Rodrigo, you've got you know Rafinha to yeah. you know chuck in there if you really wanted to, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Still and I think Dallas chips in with a few as well. Yeah, I was going to say he's uh, he's not in the mid as well, but players like that, they you know your team's obviously got the quality. I was going to say earlier that this team is a comfortable Premier League team. I yeah, you know, like yeah, I said, yeah. I got I got no problem saying that they're going to stay up, but seeing players like that and that um. Marcelo Bielsa wants to try and you know shoehorn into the team almost. It goes to show that there's there's too much quality like to leave on the bench, and there's too many goals in this team to like go without. Yeah, Jack Harrison as well. Um, yeah, absolutely gets, gets plenty of goals and normally screamers as well, which is which is good. Um, yeah, th- th- there is goals in the team. We're not going to have the luxury of Dallas as a defender in fantasy Premier League this year, but he will be uh, starting as a midfielder. But uh, yeah, do extra. Yeah. Defensive clean sheet said. Yeah, exactly. Tidy. But he he get he gets into plenty of positions and he is obviously one of the Bielsa old boys, if you like. Um has done the full the full seasons um with Bielsa and there probably isn't a, a man who's developed the most other than than Dallas. Dallas is probably top of the pile. He's you know, by all accounts, before Bielsa came along, you know, a run of the mill average midfielder who has Probably had, you know, I don't want to put an outrageous label on it, but I'd say another seven, eight million on his price tag, which is mm. nothing to be sniffed at considering we got him from Brentford for about, you know, 1.3 million or something like that. He he wasn't supposed to set the world alight, but he he's made a start doing that. Yeah, for sure. He impressed me last year. That's, that's the thing, Al, you said this is a comfortable Premier League side. I felt the season you went up, you were a comfortable Premier League side. Like you had the likes of like Pablo Hernandez in there, obviously one of our old boys. Um, even like Bamford, like Phillips was playing for you. This squad hasn't actually changed that much since mm. you went up. Like there's a, yeah. obviously you've got Junior Firpo in, Robin Koch, who I know Alex absolutely loves. I, what I love a fantastic name. Um, uh, D- Diego Lorente as well came in. But I think the bare bones of your team are the same as when they came up. And that season, you were quality. And again, last season, 
the same. And it was it, it was those players. It wasn't necessarily the new players who massively set the world alight last year. It was it was it was the boys who yeah. taken you up. It, that was the most pleasing thing about some of our victories when we were ending games and beating um, established Premier League opponents with essentially what was our championship team on the pitch. I, it says a lot about Bielsa. It says a lot about the player development that, that, that happened and that is happening all of the time. That, it was amazing seeing that championship team winning games in the Premier League. And a lot of that, obviously, with Pablo going, Alioski and a few others, that team has been broken up largely now. And, and obviously, you know, the, the new boys like Robin Koch and Diego Lorente, they're integrating gradually into the squad now. And we are starting to look like a, a different a different outfit. Um, but yeah, I was going to ask you boys about, about um, that season we got, got promoted because you, you boys were obviously up there as well in that. I mean, it was a horrendous game to watch the the Leeds Swansea game, where which is actually will probably be a lot. That was the moment we sort of realised or felt like it was basically done that we were yeah. going up. Um, yeah, that Pablo goal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, which I mean, it was a horrendous game to watch. It was very very tense, and uh, you know, you, you had a few few players playing in that in that. I mean, Andre Ayew, and I think it was Gallagher. And you had some serious players that were just absolute nuisances all day. Um, but yeah, that's like a, a monumental moment for Leeds now. And the, the commentary was quite legendary on our, on Leeds United TV. Um, how did you boys feel? Did you feel like that was like the end at that time? I, I think any, every other team other than Leeds. I mean, obviously doing a Leeds, like you said, um, I feel like, it was a done deal weeks before that for me. Um, that whole really? season, yeah. you just, he was just like, I remember it was really early on that we beat you in that season. Um, well, at, I was going to say, Road, when Routledge scored last minute, didn't I? He? Was, that was one of the highlights of my season, just yeah, scoring up to Ellen and pinching, pinching a goal last. Because I remember seeing videos from the crowd. I don't know if you remember it, Sam, but I, like they yeah, were circling yeah. on Twitter. The you crowd were going ballistic. Honestly, yeah. yeah, it was it was incredible. And it, I think that goes to show how we saw, like how the rest of the championship saw Leeds that season. And Without a doubt. I, I disagree with one thing you said. You you were talking before, and I disagree with one thing you were saying. Oh, you know, it was nice to see us win with the championship side. And I thought, I think what you had in the championship, rather than having a championship side in the Premier League, you had a Premier League side in the championship. That's what I yeah, thought. I agree because that, that there was too much quality in there to call out a championship side. I agree, um, but we were in the championship for so long. We were a championship side, regardless yeah. of the players and the talent we we did attract, there is no guarantees in the championship, as you know, no. that you're going to go up. We were in the league for so long. We came so close. I mean, I losing to Derby in the semi-finals and never been so gutted in all my life when it's written on the, in the stars for it to happen, um, which is why many people are so, were so thrilled with the, um, with the Swansea result. And then we had a horrendous game against Barnsley after it was like we couldn't even believe it was happening. We were we were waiting for something to go wrong. Um, so yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, we did have a good squad, and yes, that squad won the league by ten points in the end, and it should have won the league by ten points. But like I say, no guarantees of it happening. You know, we you go to you can go to Luton Town one week and lose one nil. There's it's just it's it's yeah. a mental league. Yeah, it, it, it it's crazy. 
And the only team that seemed to be able to get out of it on a regular basis is Norwich. Um, <laughs> Norwich from <laughs> West Brom. There's only there two that go up and down like never. Who will also be back in the Championship probably next season. <laughs> big call, big call. Chris won't like that one. Chris won't yeah, like that. Chris, we, we spoke to a Norwich fan yesterday and he thinks they're staying up. And that, I'm does he even, do you I'm believe him? Um, potentially, I think they really could. Uh, this season, I think, I they, think could. they could. I think yeah. so. But, ha- but I mean, I've we'll not see. looked. Have they made signings yet? Yeah. yeah. They've made some serious business. Because they sold Wendia, didn't they? He was obviously one of their better players. But, yeah, he went yeah. to Villa. Yeah, they've um, made a couple of, they made a couple yeah, of good made signings. Yeah, a few good ones. Interestingly, yeah. though, in terms of signings, um, you've only made two, I think, so far. Junior Firpo and a young goalkeeper whose name escapes me. Um, do you think there's more to be done? If so, where? So, allegedly, we are looking at Lewis O'Brien um, from Huddersfield. Um, and obviously, our ex-assistant uh, coach and under-23s coach, Carlos Corbran, is the manager there. Um, so, there looks to be some sort of deal being done there for him. Um, that will probably be the only other first-team signing. But much like, um, as everybody or a lot of teams do now um, follow the sort of Bielsa philosophy of integrating young players from the under 23s. Uh, We've made a lot of under 23 signings. We've got a few players that have had a couple of seasons in the under 23s who are sort of breaking into the first team. Um, We signed a guy called Lewis Bate from Chelsea, who was highly thought of. A lot of big clubs were in for him. Um, And Leeds won our league under 23s development league last year. So we'll be in the sort of top flight of that standard next season, which means they'll be playing obviously against the top opposition, um, second teams, if you like. Um, So that's what Bielsa does, really. He goes, what young lads have we got in the under 23s who are good enough for me to coach and get them gradually integrated? I mean, who knew about Pascal, Pascal Strout last year? He, yeah. but he, he, you know, very Mikar Richardsy, but he burst onto the scene if, uh, if defenders do that, and he was great, and no one knew about him, and he is an exciting talent. There's going to be a couple of players to look out for: um, Crescencio Somerville, um, Sam Greenwood from Arsenal, uh, who we got from Arsenal, um, Joe Geldhart, who we got really cheap from Wigan because they needed the money. Um, Cody Drama, who we got from Fulham. Um, so these are these are the names that are looking to break into the squad that you'll probably see at some point with injuries and various other things. Interestingly, on that point, then uh, just before we finish, the obligatory us... last two questions. Yeah, yes, it's got to be go. done, isn't it? It's got to be, gotta done. be done. You know the drill, but now, Al. Um, <laughs> so we'll finish ninth last year. Uh, where do you think you finish this year? Realistically, I think we'll finish in that sort of mini mid-table league where there's not a lot of points in it, where there'll be sort of 12th or 13th. I think if we get above, um, if we get where we did or above where we did last season, I think there's going to have to be five or six huge results against top six sides, which is where we struggled last season. So uh, I'm going to go for 12th. I mean, I think 12th is... Uh, That's reasonable. Very yeah, reasonable. Respectable. Um, and then just before we finish... Can you pick? Can, oh. Should we start? Again? First, first cock up you are in this yeah. uh, all 18. Fair play. Oh, no. <laughs> Not bad, is it? Um, <laughs> can you give us your player to watch? Um, tough one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Rodrigo because he, the guy's had COVID. He's not been fit for, for a lot of last season. Um, 
And I think he's got a lot more to offer. You know, we paid a record club signing, 27 million for him. He's got a lot more to show, a lot more to prove. And I think this is the season where he needs to do it. Whether that be his performances around the pitch, goals, assists. Um, I think it's more likely to be his performances and assists if he's going to be playing at number 10. But um, yeah, Rodrigo is going to be the player to watch because I think everybody's seen what Rafinha is capable of already. I think also he'll have a big season, but player to watch. Uh, yeah, Rodrigo. There we go. Curio first, big season for Rodrigo. Big season for Leeds as well. I'm putting it out there. Big season for Leeds. Why not? Why, Why not? not? Let's, yeah. let's manifest it. Uh, <laughs> Lee, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting Leeds tonight. Um, I really hope I enjoy watching you guys as much as I did last year. I'm sure um, I will. Yeah. Would you like to take a couple of moments just to plug the podcast, tell people where they can find you? Yeah. So uh, LS11, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, so our tagline is uh, for the fans, by the fans. Um, so yeah, we our main podcast is out on Wednesdays, uh, which will be with uh, Ryan from the Pigeon Detectives, uh, Darren Harper. Cracking man, by the way. Correct. Um, <laughs> ben Parker, ex-Leeds player, um, also on the pod. That'll be out uh, Wednesday mornings. And then myself, Aaron, Alfie and George will all be on Any News LS11 every single Thursday on a live stream. Um, and yeah, and plenty going on. Um, uh, and it'll be good to be doing some content again live outside Ellen Road and in, in the Peacock and in, in pubs and things like that. So yeah, plenty of exciting uh, moments to come hopefully this season. Lovely stuff. Look forward we to like it. We like to see it. We and, love uh, to see it. Yeah. Best of luck yes. this season as well. And uh, thanks very much. Well, Cheers for having me on, boys. No worries. Thanks for coming no on, mate. Really, yeah, really enjoyed. Appreciate it. Um, we'll be back tomorrow for our final. The last our one. Final. Hey, that's the final preview. stretch, is yeah. It's, uh, it's Watford. I can actually tell you who it is today because yeah. I know we it's the only one we've got certainty. left. Um, I'll, I'll see you then. See you Maybe tomorrow. Thank you once again for joining us. Thank you, mate. Thank you guys really for enjoyed. listening. I uh, hope you've enjoyed. Have a good weekend or a good week or whatever. I don't know when this is going out. So just enjoy, enjoy your night. Enjoy yourself. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Ta-ra. Take care.